Hello and welcome to episode 23 of ERRX. This week, we talk about something that you may commonly see in your ER or during hospital and ICU rounds, the checking of ammonia levels for patients with liver disease or for those with hepatic encephalopathy. Are ammonia levels diagnostic? Can we use these levels to monitor for hepatic encephalopathy resolution? Hepatic encephalopathy is a CNS disturbance that is associated with hepatic insufficiency and liver failure. Up to 70% of patients with cirrhosis may suffer from hepatic encephalopathy. Hepatic encephalopathy happens when nitrogenous substances such as ammonia enter the systemic circulation and are unable to be detoxified by the damaged liver. These substances then cause changes in neurotransmission that affect consciousness and behavior. First-line treatment of hepatic encephalopathy is, as usual, non-pharmacologic, and the first goal is to identify and treat precipitating factors, which are mainly infection and GI bleeds, which may be enough to reverse the encephalopathy. Pharmacologic therapies may also be added, and they include mainly therapies that lower ammonia. Lactulose, a non-absorbable disaccharide, is considered first-line for lowering the production and absorption of ammonia. Lactulose is metabolized by the gut microflora into acetic acid and lactic acid, producing an acidic environment in the gut which kills the ammonia-producing bacteria. As a bonus, when lactulose is metabolized, it inhibits the diffusion of ammonia into the systemic circulation. We know through multiple studies that lactulose works for treating hepatic encephalopathy, whether alone or in combination with things such as polyethylene glycol or rifaximin. However, although lactulose is thought to mainly work by reducing ammonia levels, there is almost no correlation between ammonia levels and mental status. One reason may be due to the fact that ammonia levels may be falsely high or low for any given blood draw. For example, things such as high-protein meals, hypokalemia, and certain drugs such as diuretics and valproic acid can increase ammonia levels. Even simple things like using a tourniquet or clenching the fist during blood draws can increase ammonia levels. And even if we have perfect collection methods, studies have shown poor correlation between ammonia levels and diagnosing or monitoring of hepatic encephalopathy resolution. For example, one study from an ER setting showed a positive predictive value of only 77% and a negative predictive value of 48% when using ammonia levels of greater than 55 micromoles per liter to diagnose hepatic encephalopathy. Also, 60% of patients with grade 3 hepatic encephalopathy had a normal ammonia level. I'll post an image from that study onto the ERRX podcast website and Instagram page. But suffice it to say, ammonia levels may be a decent rule-in test in combination with clinical signs and symptoms, but it remains a poor rule-out test. All in all, this and other studies have shown that patients with normal ammonia levels can have hepatic encephalopathy and those with elevated ammonia levels do not necessarily have hepatic encephalopathy. So we probably shouldn't use ammonia levels alone to diagnose hepatic encephalopathy. But how about to monitor for its resolution? If we serially collect levels and they go down, this must be a good thing, right? What if they go up again? Do we need more lactulose? The answer again is no. Studies have shown that patients can clinically improve with the same or even higher ammonia levels, or they can continue to have symptoms while levels decrease. In conclusion, hepatic encephalopathy should be a clinical diagnosis independent of ammonia levels. 
the degree of elevation of the ammonia level does not correlate well with the severity of hepatic encephalopathy, and serial ammonia levels have limited usefulness in monitoring therapy. Remember that ammonia levels are not even included in hepatic encephalopathy staging. So although we routinely use therapies that work by lowering ammonia levels, obviously there are other substances at play here. Another thing to mention is that lactulose dose and frequency should be titrated to your goal stool output and serial clinical exams, not necessarily the ammonia level. Your nurses may thank you for this. As always, thank you for your time. We recently hit a big milestone this week with over 5,000 downloads. We continue to accept feedback and recommendations for future episodes. It is your feedback that led to recent episodes on toxicology and pre-hospital cardiac arrest. Feel free to reach out to us on ERRXpodcast.com or on our Instagram page, ERRXpodcast.